Good day, and welcome to the Seed Limited First Quarter 2023 Results Conference Call. All participants will be in listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. Please note this event is being recorded. I would now like to turn the conference over to Ms. Minju Song. Please go ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome to CIS 2023 First Quarter Earnings Conference Call. I'm Minju Song from CIS Group Chief Corporate Officer's Office. Before we continue, I would like to remind you that we may make forward-looking statements which are inherently subject to risks and uncertainties and may not be realized in the future for various reasons, uh, as stated in our press release. Also, this call includes the discussion of certain non-GAAP financial measures, such as adjusted EBITDA. We believe these measures can enhance our investors' understanding of the actual cash flows of our major businesses when used as a complement to our GAAP disclosures. For a discussion of the use of non-GAAP financial measures and a reconciliation with the closest GAAP measures, please refer to the section on non-GAAP financial measures in our press release. I have with me C's Chairman and Group Chief Executive Officer, Boris Lee, Group Chief Financial Officer, Tony Ho, and Group Chief Corporate Officer, Yanjun Wang. Our management will share the strategy and business updates, operating highlights, and financial performance for the first quarter of 2023. This will be followed by a Q&A session in which we welcome any questions you have. With that, let me turn the call over to Forrest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining today's call. On May 8th, we celebrated our 14th birthday. It is a chance to remind ourselves of our humble beginnings and the culture of entrepreneurship, creativity, and adaptability that has made see what we are today. It also gives us an opportunity to reflect on the year gone by. The last year has been testing for our teams, and I want to take this opportunity to thank all of our employees for the dedication and the determination they have shown. I'm proud of how our teams pivoted rapidly in difficult circumstances to achieve our goal of self-sufficiency. We have innovated to do more with fewer resources while never losing sight of our commitment to our users and never letting our service standards fall. Our results for the quarter are a testament to their commitment and creativity. I also want to take this opportunity to thank our investors and partners for your ongoing support over the last 14 years. The first quarter of 2023 was another strong quarter for us. Across our businesses, we are focused on maximizing operational efficiency and improving user experiences. We continued to make meaningful progress on both fronts. We deepened our commitment to achieving strong cost leadership for our ecosystem. We believe this will reinforce our structural advantages in driving profitable long-term growth in our markets. As a result, we continued to see significant year-on-year improvement in profitability of both Shopee and C-Money. We also achieved positive total cash flow for the quarter. Our cash, cash equivalents, short-term investments, and other treasury investments increased by $258 million from the previous quarter. In addition, we made solid progress in elevating user experiences across our businesses. At Shopee, we are driving improvements in both logistics service level and speed, while enhancing experiences at the key points 
of the customer journey. As a result, user engagement deepened. At Garena, we are working to optimize various aspects of gameplay and game mechanics based on user feedback, ensuring that players continue to enjoy the highly engaging and highly social experiences they associate with our games. In the quarter and into April, we started to see some initial signs of recovery in the active user base of our largest game, Free Fire. At C-Money, we are expanding the product offerings and the features within each product so that our users can enjoy a more comprehensive suite of products and services that meet their underserved financial needs. We are pleased with the progress we have made so far to strengthen the fundamentals of our business as we continue to fine-tune our operations and navigate near-term micro-uncertainties, we remain highly confident in the long-term opportunities in our market and our ability to capture those profitably. Now let's discuss each business segment in more detail. Beginning with e-commerce, we are very pleased to report that Shopee has delivered another strong quarter. Despite the micro-volatility, Shopee's business remains resilient, and we have made significant progress in deepening our competitive mode by strengthening our cost leadership and uplifting the user experience. In the first quarter of 2023, gap revenue was $2.1 billion, up 36% year-on-year, driven by deeper monetization. Core marketplace revenue increased by 54% year-over-year, to $1.2 billion due to an increase in transaction-based fees and advertising revenue. Adjusted EBITDA was $208 million, improving from a loss of $743 million from last year. The improvement was driven by increased monetization and greater operating cost efficiencies. For our Asia market, we achieved an adjusted EBITDA of $276 million during the quarter, improving substantially from a loss of $408 million in the same period last year. In our other markets, the adjusted EBITDA loss was $68 million, narrowing meaningfully from last year, when losses were $335 million. Contribution margin loss per order in Brazil improved by 77% year-on-year to reach 34%, reflecting better monetization and higher efficiency in our sales and marketing spend. As we see significant opportunities in the market, we plan to continue to invest in capturing more of these opportunities in Brazil. Let me talk through a few specific areas we focused on during the quarter. Firstly, we continue to enhance our logistics cost leadership and the delivery experience by improving the capacity and integration of our in-house logistics arm while continuing to work closely with our third-party logistics partners. We introduced more automation to our delivery services. Thanks to this effort, we have managed to bring down average delivery time by more than half a day across our markets within the first quarter. We are also expanding the buyer coverage of our logistics services across our markets. In our largest market, Indonesia, which consists of more than 10,000 islands, 95% of our buyer base is now covered by our delivery services. In Brazil, we already have eight distribution and sorting centers, with the most recent expansion in northeast Brazil. 
We have also been working to expand our first and last mile hubs in the market. In recent months, we opened 50 new hubs to further strengthen our logistics capabilities. In addition, we are looking carefully at every stage of the customer journey and improving our processes, policies, and services to enhance the user experience. We started to pilot on the spot returns in some markets for better services to our buyers. We have also started handling returns on behalf of some sellers, with our teams directly engaging with the buyers instead of putting this burden on the sellers. This improves the experience for our buyers, who can deal with our trained teams and frees up our sellers to focus on growing their business. We are deepening our AI capabilities to drive a better user experience and operational efficiency. AI helps us recommend more relevant and personalized offerings to our users. This has driven higher order conversion as users discover products more quickly and easily. We have also adopted large language models to improve our AI-powered chatbot's ability to understand users in different languages and return the most relevant solutions given the context. This improved resolution rates and helped reduce wait times. On top of that, AI is being leveraged to more comprehensively screen and filter items to comply with our marketplace policies. More recently, we have further stepped up consumer protection efforts to ensure. Sure, our buyers enjoy a safe, reliable, and hassle-free experience. For example, in Singapore, we launched the Shop Safe with Shopee initiative through the adoption of the Consumers Association of Singapore Standard Dispute Management Framework, among other initiatives. These and other related initiatives are vital in ensuring that we offer all our buyers and sellers the best possible experience on Shopee. As we enhance these key differentiators, we attract more buyers and sellers, strengthening our overall ecosystem and widening our competitive moat. Indeed, despite the more uncertain macro environment, we continue to diversify our local seller base and strengthen our relationship with other ecosystem participants, such as influencers. In Brazil. We have reached more than 3 million registered local Brazilian sellers on our platform, who now account for around 85% of our Brazil orders. We have also seen strong traction in our Shopee affiliate program as we worked to empower influencers and content creators to be part of our ecosystem. This program invites social media influencers to promote our products sold on Shopee. Across our markets, we have more than 4 million registered influencers participating in our affiliate program today. In our largest market, Indonesia, orders generated by our affiliate partners more than tripled in 2022. Across our markets, we continue to see growth in the number of brands joining Shopee More and in the percentage contribution of GMV from our More sellers. As a leader in our markets. We have remained focused on creating value for our brand partners through our technological capabilities. Recently, we announced enhancements to Shopee's seller tools that help brands track and understand key trends 
and buyer behavior, enhance consumer loyalty, and protect their IP rights. All these efforts have further strengthened our relationships with brands. In Thailand, we partnered with the Embassy of Italy and the Italian Commercial Office to bring Made in Italy brands closer to Thai consumers. In Vietnam, we have become the exclusive partner of the Government of Canada in launching a campaign to bring high-quality Canadian food products to the local consumers. Looking ahead, while there may be near-term fluctuations driven by the underlying market environment and our fine-tuning of operations, we continue to focus on building up our long-term structural advantages in our e-commerce ecosystem. We believe this strategy will be key in unlocking future growth opportunities and making sure that we have a growing and wide-reaching positive impact across our local communities. Now, let's discuss digital entertainment. As previously shared, Garena continued to focus on improving gameplay and creating a stronger community for our games first and foremost. While there was some weakening in monetization, mainly as a result of a lower paying user ratio, we saw some initial signs of improvement in our quarterly active user base, which increased from 485 million last quarter to 492 million in the first quarter. In April, we also observed a positive user trend with Free Fire achieving a new peak in monthly active users in the last eight month period. While we are mindful of seasonality effects, we are pleased to see this as a positive sign for Free Fire, which remains one of the largest mobile games in the world. We will continue to monitor closely for trends going forward. As we strengthen our efforts in enhancing gameplay and user engagement, we have received positive responses from our user community on a number of initiatives we launched to make the game experience smoother. These initiatives include game package size optimization and gameplay lag reduction with an emphasis on devices commonly used in our market. Our users have indicated that these recent changes are highly responsive to their feedback and shared that they are enjoying a better gameplay experience as a result. Our second largest game, Arena of Valor, showed strong performance, especially during the Lunar New Year period. The game once again achieved a new peak in quarterly active users and bookings after more than six years since its launch. We believe this is a further indication of our ability to engage users for the long term with solid monetization. At the same time, our pipeline remains healthy and we will be launching some new titles in the coming months. We have opened pre-registrations for Ondong an open-world survival game which we will publish across Southeast Asia in the coming month. We will also be publishing Black Clover Mobile, a collection RPG mobile title based on the popular anime series Black Clover across a number of markets globally. Pre-registrations are expected to open within the first half of the year following the conclusion of a closed beta test held last year. As with the other business segments, we have been very focused on enhancing our operations at Garena with AI. Our current capabilities 
have allowed us to improve the overall efficiency of our game operations. For example, we are exploring opportunities to leverage AI to localize some of our game content and to further advance our operational capabilities for higher efficiency. We are confident that these initiatives combined with our strong track record in execution and localization will help drive the long-term success of Grena. Lastly, moving on to our digital financial services business, we are enhancing our operations and risk management capabilities while improving the user experience for C-Money. We have also been working to diversify our fintech product offerings both on and off the Shopee platform and across different markets to enhance user stickiness. C-Money's gap revenue was $413 million in the first quarter of 2023, up 75% year-on-year. Adjusted EBITDA was $99 million during the quarter, a substantial improvement from a loss of $125 million in the first quarter of 2022. This was driven by both strong top-line growth and our ongoing effort to optimize costs and improve efficiency, particularly around sales and marketing expenses. On digital wallet, we continued to expand Shopee Pay's use cases. For instance, it recently became a payment method for Apple services in our Southeast Asia markets. On credit, as of the end of the first quarter of 2023, the total loans receivable on our balance sheet was $2 billion, net of allowance for credit loss of $281 million. Non-performing loans passed due by more than 90 days as a percentage of our total gross loans receivable remained stable at around 2%. During the quarter, we continued to diversify the sources of funding for our credit business. In addition to funding through our own bank deposits, we have seen increased volume funded through channeling arrangements or bilateral asset-backed facilities with local and regional banks. We are working to further diversify our funding sources to broader financial investors. Currently, a large part of our loan book is already funded by alternative sources as opposed to cash on our balance sheet. To further strengthen our risk management capabilities, we are using AI to help us to assess the fraud risk and the credit risk of our users as well as to enhance the KYC process of our products. This enables us to offer our financial products to more users while tightly controlling risk. We are also diversifying and enriching our product offerings at C-Money. We piloted new InsureTech products and expanded use cases, features, and services in our banking apps. This has provided even greater convenience and accessibility to financial products for our users. In addition, we have further integrated many of these products into our broader ecosystem, making the user experience seamless across Shopee and C-Money. We remain focused on evaluating opportunities in digital financial services across our market and enriching our product and service offerings. We are confident in C-Money's long-term potential and are very carefully managing the business amid the micro-uncertainties. We believe we are well positioned to capture the significant and underserved opportunities available in our markets.
To conclude, our results for the quarter once again demonstrate the fundamental strength and the resilience of our business model and our ability to drive efficiency improvements while maintaining our leadership position. We are confident that we can continue to create value for our ecosystem participants, as well as delivering long-term growth and sustainable returns to our shareholders. Separately, as we noted in our press release earlier today, Debbie Ma has joined our board of directors as of May 15th and will no longer serve as the chief investment officer of C-Capital. David has played an invaluable role as a member of our leadership team. I would like to express our sincere thanks to him for his contributions in this position. I'm very glad that we'll continue to benefit from his expertise and experience in his new role as a member of our board. With that, I will invite Tony to discuss our financials. Thank you, Forrest, and thanks to everyone for joining the call. We have included detailed financial schedules together with the corresponding management analysis in today's press release, and Forrest has discussed some of our financial highlights. So I will focus my comments on the other relevant metrics. We'll see overall, total gap revenue increased 5% year-on-year to $3 billion. This was primarily driven by the improved monetization in our e-commerce and digital financial service businesses, partially offset by lower gap revenue in our digital entertainment business. On e-commerce, our first quarter gap revenue of $2.1 billion included gap marketplace revenue of $1.8 billion, up 46% year-on-year and GAAP product revenue of $0.2 billion. Within GAAP marketplace revenue, core marketplace revenue, mainly consisting of transaction-based fees and advertising revenues, was $1.2 billion, whereas value-added services revenue, mainly consisting of revenues related to logistics services, was $0.7 billion. E-commerce adjusted EBITDA was $208 million in the first quarter of 2023, compared to an adjusted EBITDA loss of $743 million in the first quarter of 2022. Digital entertainment bookings were $462 million, and gap revenue was $540 million. Adjusted EBITDA was $230 million. Digital financial services gap revenue was up by 75% year-on-year to $413 million. This was mainly driven by the growth in our credit business. Adjusted EBITDA was $99 million in the first quarter of 2023, compared to an adjusted EBITDA loss of $125 million in the first quarter of 2022. Improvements in the bottom line were driven by both strong top-line growth and optimization of sales and marketing spend. We recognized a net non-operating income of $23 million in the first quarter of 2023, compared to a net non-operating loss of $6 million in the first quarter of 2022. The higher net non-operating income was mainly due to higher interest income from higher yields. 
we had a net income tax expense of $62 million in the first quarter of 2023, compared to net income tax expense of $82 million in the first quarter of 2022. As a result, net income was $87 million in the first quarter of 2023, as compared to net loss of $580 million in the first quarter of 2022. With that, let me turn the call to Ming Zhu. Thank you, Forrest and Tony. We are now ready to open the call for questions. As usual, our Group Chief Corporate Officer, Yan Zhong Wang, will lead this part. Operator? Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star then one on your touchtone phone. If you're using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star, then two. At this time, we'll pause momentarily to assemble our roster. Our first question comes from Pang Vid from Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you very much for the opportunity. Four questions from my side. Number one on Shopee. Can you provide more color on the current trend that you see? Are we seeing any further slowdown in GMV momentum in the quarter? And what kind of take rate trend do we see now? Number two, also related to Shopee. Can you comment on the current strategy for Shopee going into the rest of the year? Should we expect to see Shopee reinvesting to grow more into the later part, or you will focus on further expanding on the margins? What type of growth should we expect? And if we, you, um, if you plan to reinvest, where will you spend money on? And number three, they will be related to gaming. Cross-booking see further pressure, but we see margins continue to expand nicely. What's the current strategy for the division? With the recent peak in monthly active user for Free Fire, are we already seeing some stabilized trend for the game? When should we expect bottom line to bottom out? Sorry, the top line to bottom out in the year. And lastly, for USC money business, why revenue continue to increase despite seeing your loan book lastly flat uh, quarter and quarter? Why do we also see the provision for credit loss on C money increase quarter on quarter as well? Thank you, Pam, for the questions. Uh, in terms of the Shopee uh, growth, uh, while we don't disclose uh, GMV uh, quarter on quarter, uh, generally overall the trend uh, has been uh, consistent uh, uh, in terms of seasonality trends we're seeing quarter on quarter uh, with uh, last year's uh, first quarter. And uh, if uh, we look at uh, more details uh, at, at the different markets, uh, Indonesia uh, uh, showed relatively strong performance uh, in Asia, and uh, uh, Thailand and Malaysia also showed uh, quarter-on-quarter growth. Um, uh, of course, uh, we also see uh, continue to see tough year-on-year uh, -year comps uh, for the markets. Uh, and the rest of the markets are in line with the overall seasonality trends uh, we're observing uh, for Asia as we, what we saw last year. Uh, and Brazil, of course, remains a growth market for us. Um, as we mentioned uh, earlier, uh, Brazil is a, we see significant opportunities there. Uh, we are only in Brazil for uh, four years, um, so it's a relatively earlier market for us. However, uh, we have achieved a very significant scale, being uh, one of the leading 
e-commerce uh, players, uh, especially on the local-to-local -local, uh, e-commerce uh, marketplace targeting mass market segments in that uh, country. And given our scale and uh, operational efficiency we already achieved there, uh, we believe we can break even any time, but we may continue to choose to invest uh, in the market to capture the significant long-term opportunities we observe in the market. Uh, so that's a, a quick uh, capture of the, the overall trends. Um, in terms of the strategies uh, for e-commerce, uh, as we shared before, uh, we think uh, the long-term opportunities for both our Asian markets uh, as well as uh, Latin American markets are very significant given the uh, strong and positive demographic features, uh, digital penetration, uh, the underdevelopment of uh, infrastructure, long-term, uh, sorry, offline retail, uh, which gave more opportunity for digital penetration to go even further beyond some of the uh, what we might have seen in some of the developed markets. Um, and the early stage, uh, in terms of uh, uh, e-commerce penetration, uh, these markets are at uh, with a lot more the services that we can provide to especially the underserved mass markets that our uh, model uh, has shown very uh, strong advantages in, in targeting. Uh, so we continue to invest in the long-term uh, growth of our markets. And the investment will focus on both in terms of the quality of the uh, user experiences and services. Uh, as we shared on the call earlier, uh, we're very focused on uh, bringing larger assortment of products uh, with, in partnership with brands and SMEs uh, in our communities and bring better search and discovery experience, more personalized shopping experience, better customer services enabled by AI and other technologies, uh, better returns and logistics experience to, to further bring the convenience uh, to our buyers. And on the same, at the same time, we also focus on the cost of the ecosystem. Uh, and we many, many times have shared before that uh, we are very much working towards continue to uh, bring down the cost of the entire ecosystem in terms of logistics, payments, and other infrastructure. And that has been a very clear focus for us uh, in terms of the long-term uh, ecosystem uh, construction. And we also believe that this will allow us to, to uh, capture and strengthen our long-term competitive mode. Uh, in the immediate term, uh, in terms of the investment in the market and growth trends you might see, uh, a lot will depend on the specific market condition, uh, market by market and period to period. And remain, uh, we remain very nimble and uh, very focused uh, from a bottom-up perspective looking at each market's conditions, um, both macro user behavior, competitive landscape, um, and uh, other uh, trends, uh, seasonality, holiday season, etc. And also from a period to period in terms of a week by week, day by day review of the markets to see what be the best uh, uh, investment and in what areas we should be making. Uh, so, uh, overall, I think the, the long-term execution direction is very clear. Uh, in short term, we also closely monitor the market. Uh, I think our past track record has shown that we can execute growth and uh, 
managing bottom line at the same time well. So that remains our competitive strength in the long run, we believe. In terms of uh, game trends, um, uh, we are very pleased to see that uh, uh, there's some uh, initial sign of uh, uh, quarterly active uh, user uh, increase quarter-on-quarter -quarter, uh, for our game, and uh, in particular for uh, Free Fire, our largest game. Uh, and uh, that increase uh, was also uh, broadly across uh, different markets and not uh, specific to any particular single market. Uh, this is, uh, uh, as we share on the call, quite in line with our efforts and direction of our focus uh, recently to uh, continue to improve and enhance our user experience uh, to retain and uh, re-attract our users to our game. And this has been our focus and priority uh, in the past periods, and we are pleased to see some initial results. I will continue to observe the trends going forward. Uh, moreover, we also uh, mentioned that uh, our second largest game, Arena of Valor, um, also enjoyed a very strong performance uh, in the past quarter. Uh, in fact, it was a, a new high, uh, both in terms of quarterly active user base and bookings. Uh, so all in all, we are very pleased with the, with the results so far, and we will continue to work uh, towards the set direction of improving user experience. Um, and monetization, I think, is a uh, is not an immediate priority. Uh, however, our margin remained, EBITDA margin remained high uh, compared to industry standards and uh, actually improved uh, quarter on quarter. Uh, we will remain very disciplined uh, in terms of the, the bottom line and efficiency of any investment into the, 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 the segment. Uh, and we also uh, mentioned uh, some uh, new launches that might come up uh, in the coming months and uh, we also will closely observe the trends uh, in those uh, new games. In terms of C-Money, uh, um, as we shared uh, on the call, uh, we have been uh, diversifying the sources of our funding uh, and uh, in collaboration with uh, third-party financial institutions uh, to fund growth of the, the loan book, and therefore you observe a revenue increase uh, actually exceed the, the loan book increase. Uh, in terms of uh, provisions increase, uh, I think the provisions that is, is similar trends uh, quarter on quarter. Uh, but if you look at year on year, uh, the, the products have uh, expanded in terms of the features and uh, tenure and uh, types of uh, uh, loans we offer. So there are shift in, in product as well as a loan book expansion. Uh, so there is some shift, but overall, uh, if you look at uh, our MPL, uh, uh, it has uh, remained uh, very uh, stable and low. Our next question comes from Payush Chowdhury from HSBC. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, good evening, and thanks for the call uh, and opportunity to ask questions. Congratulations on good set of numbers. Um, Three questions. Firstly, on the e-commerce, could you tell us on the industry GMV growth trends uh, across your markets in Asia and Brazil? Um, has it started to improve in Q 2Q so far? If not, then when do you expect acceleration in growth? Um, and, and just uh, you know, some uh, color on the competitive environment. Um, you know, what's the impact of TikTok uh, and how you're trying to defend the market share there? Secondly, on the logistics. Um, 
what percentage of um, if you can talk about your strategy over there uh, what percentage of orders are fulfilled by Shopee Express and um, orders fulfilled within 24 hours is there a target uh, which you have in mind and uh, thirdly um, you know companies generating free cash flow now um, so what would be your capital allocation priorities for growth investments um, would you restart growth investment in Brazil and and um, you know um, um, in Latin America, the markets, or um, what level will will make give that confidence to restart growth investments? Thank you. Yes, thank you, Piyush. Uh, in terms of uh, industry trends, um, given uh, Shopee's uh, relative uh, size, uh, and uh, we, we believe uh, generally industry trends are uh, in line with uh, our. Uh, trends that we've been observing for our own e-commerce uh, platform, as I shared earlier. And uh, uh, it's hard to say uh, what uh, uh, we're going to see immediately, because uh, on the one hand, I think our economies uh, in Southeast Asia uh, remained uh, relatively resilient so far. Um, uh, um, uh, and uh, uh, we haven't seen, uh, while the infl inflation trends is still ongoing, it hasn't caused major disruptions to the economy, um, and uh, uh, at the same time, uh, we continue to see reopening trends. Um, but on the other hand, uh, there are still uh, global uh, macro uncertainties, and many of our economies are uh, export-driven, uh, which might be um, exposed to uh, risks in global uncertainties in global economies. Uh, as well, so we uh, remain. Uh, we have to observe ongoing trends closely. Uh, it's a market by market and a period by period assessment. Um, as I shared earlier, uh, some markets, for example, uh, Indonesia, uh, in particular for us, uh, which is also the largest market uh, for us, uh, performed uh, uh, quite well and remained uh, relatively strong. Um, and some other markets, it might be uh, more young here, uh, tough comps. Uh, and uh, and then there are other markets where uh, we saw a start to some uh, pick up and uh, as the reopening effects uh, run out. Um, but on the other hand, it's still early to to tell. So we'll uh, again our strategy is we remain very uh, uh, nimble and flexible and we observe market very closely. And this has been our strength in being very, very close to each market and having uh, operational strengths and uh, profitability across uh, uh, all our markets allow us uh, much more flexibility uh, to invest from period to period or market to, and, and from market to market um, based on what makes the most sense at any particular point of time in that market. And that will be our uh, immediate uh, focus uh, going forward. Uh, but long-term focus of investment, uh, as I shared, uh, is going to be um, in all the infrastructure, as I mentioned. Uh, when people think about investment, sometimes people uh, overemphasize uh, subsidies or shipping subsidies. Uh, I don't think that's a, a fair characterization of our focus of investment. Uh, rather, our focus will be on investing in the long-term um, uh, infrastructure that will uh, provide better services to our uh, customers and then lower the cost 
of the ecosystem that will significantly expand the profitable TAM of e-commerce in our region and also build much stronger competitive modes in the long run for us. Uh, in terms of the uh, shopping uh, logistics, uh, we uh, again this is a, a we adopt a very pragmatic uh, approach to it. Um, we look at it based on the user experience and the cost of service to users. Uh, if we can do it uh, in any markets the more effectively, efficiently at any point of time ourselves, uh, we will allocate more to the our own logistics services. Um, on the other hand, uh, in markets where uh, 3PLs has been competitive. We're happy very uh, to, to allocate also uh, more to 3PL, uh, and uh, it, it's a highly dynamic process. We don't have a particular um, KPI that we must target. Uh, it's all based on uh, you know the quality of services and the cost of services to our users, and to continue to optimize over the long run. And we are very keen to work with uh, all the partners uh, who are happy to work with us uh, in that front. And in terms of uh, uh, free fire, um, like, uh, free cash flow generation and allocation, as I mentioned, uh, investment across different uh, markets, uh, actually, again, it's going to be a market-by-market -market assessment. Uh, Long-term potential across different markets uh, are all quite strong, and therefore, uh, we won't say, oh, we deprioritize any market and prioritize any other market. Obviously, short-term, uh, Brazil is a relatively younger market for us, as I shared. Uh, we've been in Southeast Asia for uh, doing e-commerce for close to a decade, and we are only there for about four years. Uh, but even within four years, we have achieved a strong um, position and, uh, and scale, significant enough scale to allow us to break even uh, as we choose to. So that is a very good position to be in, but we also want to continue to uh, focus on capturing more of the market opportunities uh, there, which has a very large underserved uh, user segment, and is uh, even compared to Southeast Asia, we believe uh, e-commerce is, is underpenetrated uh, in Brazil, and we have a unique advantage uh, coming from uh, serving underserved segments and mass market segments in Southeast Asia, dealing with highly complex uh, infrastructure. Uh, and regulatory uh, uh, you know, challenges that um, we believe that uh, give us, uh, prepare us quite well to also continue to focus on uh, a similar segment uh, in Brazil. As we shared uh, uh, on the earnings call earlier, we opened more centers uh, and sorting hubs as well as uh, 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 other uh, last mile hubs closer to our bio communities, especially in some of the uh, more underpenetrated regions uh, in Brazil. Uh, so we believe there's significant opportunity there. But again, our investment and cash flow, uh, in terms of investing in cash flow, we will remain highly uh, vigilant and disciplined and highly focused on the cost efficiency because, as I mentioned again and again, uh, cost of the ecosystem and cost to serve our, our consumers is a, is a key focus of our operations and we'll continue to improve on that. Our next question comes from Alicia Yap from Citigroup. Please go ahead. Hello, hi. Yeah, good evening. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, so I have a couple of quick ones. One is the follow-up uh, on the quarterly active user growth. 
Um, do you think the trend that we saw this quarter will continue into the future quarter? And if we can get a little bit, um, you know, qualitative comment in terms of the profile uh, of this new user, and uh, is this driven by your effective um, marketing campaign, or is it more driven by your content update? Um, and then second question is, um, I think we still wanted to get more comfortable and, you know, the sense about the sustainable EBITDA margins and also uh, how you would balance between reinvest strategically to drive your top line growth while also retaining a certain, um, you know, expenses level and the margin level. So if you can elaborate, you know, what's your strategy over there will be helpful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Alicia. Uh, in terms of the uh, trends for Free Fire, um, I think that uh, looking at the active user base, uh, you know, we saw some initial signs, but I, also, as I mentioned, we continue to observe uh, the trends going forward. Uh, we hope to uh, stabilize also the active user base and. Uh, um, uh, as soon as we can uh, as well. That's the effort the, 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 the team is also focused on. Um, in terms of uh, the monetization, uh, again, this has not been uh, the immediate focus, but uh, uh, as I shared uh, before, that usually uh, for a large DAU game, uh, once, once you get uh, a large user base, uh, monetization usually uh, follows, and in our uh, past track record, we have shown very strong capability uh, in monetizing uh, across uh, different user segments and uh, periods. Um, and uh, in terms of the uh, the user profile and uh, what's driving the, the these initial uh, positive signs, uh, so I think the user profile hasn't really changed much. Uh, so uh, the same target users uh, we, we have uh, originally because uh, Free Fire is a very massive DAU game. It's one of the largest uh, games, uh, mobile games um, in the world uh, by DAU. Uh, so it's a very broadly targeting uh, general population uh, and, uh, and, and enjoyed by highly diverse communities. Um, and so uh, in terms of the, the way we target them, uh, as we shared uh, earlier, it's by focusing on better user engagement, user experience, community building, um, and uh, response being, uh, responding to user feedback on features, et cetera, uh, as opposed to through marketing efforts. Uh, as you can see, our EBITDA margin actually uh, hasn't uh, really uh, changed that much and actually improved uh, a little bit uh, quarter on quarter. Uh, so uh, we're very careful about the sustainability of a long-term engagement uh, with users. Uh, all the efforts uh, being uh, directed at uh, uh, making Free Fire into a long-term franchise uh, and a large uh, significant platform uh, on which we can build on more new content and, and, and attract more users. Uh, we think that there's a very good chance this can be made into a, a strong evergreen game. Um, and in terms of the uh, uh, EBITDA uh, margin for uh, for e-commerce, um, I think the you know uh, uh, as I shared, um, while we're not uh, immediately uh, targeting to uh, push the envelope to maximize margin, 
we think there's a, you know, as a, a leading marketplace player, um, any uh, the margin you generally see uh, in different markets for a leading marketplace player can also be achievable by, by us. And in different markets, we have seen, you know, uh, even at this early stage where we just uh, turned it profitable uh, for only a, a couple quarters, we have seen a very healthy, uh, you know, EBITDA over uh, revenue margin, you know, even to towards like a more than uh, you know 30 40 percent in some of the markets uh, so that is a, a the margin is not a, a the biggest concern for us um, uh, if we want to achieve high margin I think it's doable the question is how do we maximize the long-term profitability and maximize the opportunity we can capture uh, in this region and uh, in all our markets because we really continue to see significant opportunity. So our focus is on the long term and not immediate margin expansion. But having the, the support of uh, healthy margin also give us more resources um, to allocate across different markets and from period to period uh, into investing uh, in different markets and to even further strengthen our ecosystem, as I shared, both for our long-term goals of uh, expanding the profitable TAM and build strengthening our competitive vote, and also in the near term to respond to market dynamics within each market. Uh, so again, we're not uh, particularly worried about the margin. Uh, I think it's more about how uh, we build a healthy long-term ecosystem that will maximize the long-term uh, profitable growth uh, of our business. Our next question comes from Jung Shaw from Barclays. Please go ahead. Thank you very much for taking my questions. Um, firstly, I want to make sure I heard you correctly. I think earlier uh, you mentioned that GMV for Q1 this year was consistent with Q1 last year. Did you mean by U.S. dollar terms or by constant currency? Could you also talk about the FX impact on your GMV? or revenue for, for this quarter, and anything you can share about the number of orders for both Asia and Brazil. And lastly, any comments about your headquarter costs, both year over year or quarter over quarter, anything, even qualitatively, would be great. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, in terms of a GMV, as uh, I mentioned, uh, we don't discuss uh, uh, you know, quarter-on-quarter GMV uh, numbers specifically. Um, and uh, what I mentioned was that the, uh, the trend we're observing, the general trend, uh, Q on Q, we observed uh, for this quarter versus last quarter is in line as uh, what we observed uh, in Q1 last year versus uh, uh, Q4 2021. Uh, and uh, in terms of Forex impact, we disclosed that uh, uh, for our gap revenue uh, in e-commerce, uh, on a, a constant currency basis, the, the gap revenue would be up 41.7% uh, year-on-year, and on USD basis, up 36.3% year-on-year. So I think that probably gives you a, a sense of what the, the Forex impact is. 
Um, and in terms about order number, again, we don't uh, discuss the specific order numbers uh, quarter on quarter, um, but uh, you can assume that uh, our basket size doesn't change dramatically quarter on quarter uh, anyway, uh, so roughly in line with GMV trends. Um, in terms of HQ uh, cost for the quarter, uh, uh, we continue to see improvement uh, on, on the cost. And, uh, uh, of course, adjusting for uh, any one-time uh, accrual reversal uh, that uh, we had in the previous uh, quarter. Our next question comes from Varun Ahuha from Credit Suisse. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, management. Thanks for the opportunity. I've got a quick four questions. Uh, first, on the uh, gaming side, can you provide an update on the Tencent site of first refusal? So it's coming up for, if I understand, in September, October. Uh, so how should we think about the, uh, the, that uh, agreement and its impact potential? Uh, secondly, uh, on the sticking to Garena on the margin side, it looks like you know going to launch some games in the second half. Uh, so how should we think about margins given uh, you may need to invest on marketing of those games? Uh, so it should trend down from current 50% that we have shown in the quarter. Uh, third, on the e-commerce side, uh, uh, as kind of mentioned earlier, that you have not turned free cash flow positive on the overall uh, company level. Uh, what's your aspiration on the overall Latin America markets. I understand you're still operating in some of the countries as a, uh, uh, on, a uh, uh, on an export basis. So, so how should you think about it? Are you going to reinvest in those markets we have, you have cut back once you have sizable uh, cash flow? So how should you think about overall Latin American nation uh, given now that you've turned free cash flow positive? Uh, lastly, I'm not too sure if you have given that number. What is the total loan book size? Uh, I understand two billion is on your own balance sheet, but overall, what is the loan book size on the CSS? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, uh, Maroon. And uh, in terms of the, I, I believe your first question is regarding uh, our uh, agreement, commercial agreement uh, with Tencent for a game publishing. Uh, and uh, I think uh, we mentioned before. Uh, it's uh, uh, auto renewal uh, unless either party terminates it. Uh, we are not aware of any changing circumstances, and the agreement is uh, uh, publicly filed, so you can refer to the terms um, there. And uh, in terms of the margin uh, for the uh, new game launches, um, now uh, I, I think there will be uh, some initial marketing spent, uh, but again, we will remain uh, highly disciplined uh, and. Uh, will be commensurate uh, with uh, the, the performance of the game overall and uh, and uh, remain uh, tight on, on that. Uh, so we do not at this point anticipate a major uh, impact uh, on marketing because of the, the marketing spend uh, uh, related to the new game launch. Um, uh, and uh, in terms of the uh, Latin uh, plans uh, for Shopee, um, our focus is still on Brazil, which is the largest uh, market uh, in the region and uh, uh, where we already established a significant uh, scale and, uh, uh, and leadership in the segment that we target. 
Um, and with respect to, and in Brazil, obviously, it's a, a local commerce market for us, uh, and it's predominantly local sellers selling to local buyers on our platform. Um, for the other uh, Latin markets that we uh, still retain some presence, uh, we don't have an immediate uh, plan uh, to um, aggressively grow uh, those markets and will uh, remain efficient uh, and about uh, those markets. Uh, at this time, uh, we I, I think our uh, loan book size uh, disclosed uh, is the the, the amount uh, on our balance sheet, uh, and, and therefore uh, you know it doesn't reflect uh, the the entire uh, loan book size. Uh, but you can refer to uh, the the past disclosure for reference. And we we don't uh, we don't anticipate uh, a a significant uh, increase uh, in loan book size, uh, you know, uh, quarter on quarter immediately. Uh, given as I shared before, overall our approach to uh, the credit business is focused on uh, risk management, uh, building up a resilient uh, underwriting capabilities, uh, and also better user experiences. Our next question comes from Vinu Gopal. Gare from Bernstein, please go ahead. Hi, thanks a lot for the opportunity. Uh, just very quick, uh, three small questions. On gaming, you mentioned about uh, some new games in the second half of the year. Uh, I don't know whether I missed out on the comment, but are you talking about self-developed games or is it more related with publishing for others? That's the first question. The second thing is, you know, I'm sort of, for whatever reason, not very sure around the strategy for e-commerce on growth versus profitability, while I do appreciate that a lot of comments have been made in this call, but what I want, what I want to understand is that uh, the focus would be more centered around sustenance of market share uh, and defending share, or the focus would probably be uh, at some stage about stimulating the market to deliver growth and deliver market share growth. Uh, the third question for me is on fintech. Uh, what do we see from here on the contribution from Singapore Digibank, given that it's still in early stages? But as I understand, a lot of your regulatory capital requirements would kick in over time. Uh, so is it something which is a priority in terms of the focus area? Thanks. Yes, thank you. Uh, the, the new games uh, we mentioned uh, in a pipeline are a third-party uh, published game for us and not self-developed. Uh, in terms of the uh, Shopee strategy of uh, growth versus profitability, um, as uh, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, I think at this point, uh, longer term, we think we will continue to invest in the long-term growth opportunities in a profitable, sustainable uh, uh, way that uh, also hopefully we can extend a profitable term um, uh, for our region. Uh, by focusing on user experience and cost to service. Uh, but short term, uh, the, in terms of the profitability versus growth, again, um, we already achieved profitability. We're not uh, focused on trying to maximize profitability in every market for every period. Uh, we are focusing on closely observing the market trends uh, and allocate resources um, uh, nimbly and uh, adapt to the local uh, market condition from period to period and from market to market. It's going to be a very bottom-up decision-making. Uh, 
uh, and we are doing so uh, to, uh, again, strengthen our market leadership, but more importantly, uh, for the long run to uh, expand the total profitable TAM uh, in, in our markets as, our, as a strong market leader. And I think that's a, that's a significant opportunity that we are really seeing. Um, and in terms of the uh, Mary Bank uh, in Singapore, uh, it's still very early stage, and uh, uh, so want to have um, uh, any material contribution, whether the top line or bottom line. Yeah. In the interest of time, this concludes our question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Minju Song for any closing remarks. Thank you, uh, and uh, thank you all for joining today's call. I will look forward to speaking to all of you again next quarter. The conference has now concluded. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect. <laughs>